0: culture, and class in America, live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa itel Juren Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa itel Juren Show. Frank McKay here with uh, Melissa itel Juren, Renaissance woman, Melissa itel Juren. Go to MelissaItelJurin.com. And uh, as a great starting point. Without further ado, Melissa, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, Frank. How are you?
0: Uh, doing well. Uh, Tim Scott dropping out. Uh, any surprise there?
1: Well, I, you know, personally, from, I, and I think a lot of people shared my views. Um, he seems like a, a, a nice person, I think a decent person, but I don't think he, he was really ready or, or had a, a, you know, enough momentum to pursue you know, the, the presidency. I think he may have been out of his league. I don't think he had the numbers. I and mean, He may have been running out of fundraising. Um, but I don't, uh, you know, the, 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 the cards were going to fall somehow. And, I, and, and the fact that we only saw a few people on the stage on Wednesday night is in, indicative of, of just, uh, you know, how, how competitive it can be. But uh, it's, I'm not that surprised. I didn't know he was going to do it in the manner in which he did.
0: Do you, do you think he knew, or do you think he knew that he was just going to... Uh, he was going to announce it somewhere along the line, and he just uh, he just uh, figured Trey Gowdy was a, a good place to go?
1: Uh, yeah, he was on the Trey Gowdy show on Fox on Sunday. Uh, I think it was Sunday night. And um, I think he maybe he felt secure in doing that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I... I I've watched Trey Gowdy a number of times. Some people like him. Some people don't. They feel he's, you know, he's no Tucker Carlson. And, <laughs> right. Um, but I, you know, but I think he's he does a fairly good job. He's, you know, he was he was in Congress, a Republican in Congress, a former prosecutor. Um, maybe uh, Tim Scott felt secure, um, making his announcement there.
0: Yeah, jeez, I, you know, one of the things that I. One of the things that I'm um, always wondering, and I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, do you think that the Republican Party is ready uh, for an African American or a person of color to uh, to to take their mantle to be on their ticket? Um, and again, I, it's just it's not a rhetorical question. I don't know. I don't know what the uh, what the the bottom line is. I hope that we're we're beyond that as a society, but I mean let's face it, there's uh, there's a lot of support for the Republican Party in the in the deep south and uh, mid Midwest. and I'm not saying it's here, but uh, do you think do, do you ever see in the future uh, unless it was a Colin Powell, right? I mean Colin Powell was um, was somebody that um, you could see crossing over barriers. He was uh he, you know he was in a Republican administrator, he was a war hero he was a hero in the Gulf War and uh you know as far as behind the scenes him and dick Cheney right um but out of the two of them, the joint chiefs of staff back then, it was Cheney that got the uh the vice presidential nod um yeah I'm sure you know there's been stories all over where Colin Powell was offered this and he was offered that, but we don't know exactly how how he was offered or if he was really offered anything. Uh, but to answer the question, do you think the Republican Party is ready for an African American man or woman or a person of color to be on their ticket?
1: I don't know about that. I I don't know. I mean Obama came at the right time. He was he was he was ready for his you know his close up. He was you know, he he was a, barely a senator for for too long when he made the uh, he made the opening speech, the, the the keynote speech at the Democratic Convention for John Kerry. I believe that was yeah. Um, Yeah, for John Kerry in in 2004 And he was attractive And uh, photogenic And and well-spoken and charismatic I mean, that's and You know, I think the the Democrats were, you know, ripe for that This is the image they wanted to project I don't know about the Republicans I don't know who they have That can uh, assume that mantle And don't forget, Colin Powell changed parties He he later admitted that he He kind of went along With the whole, you know, um, weapons of mass destruction You know you know, act. He didn't believe they re- it was really there, and he was disgusted with the Republican Party, and he switched parties. I don't know if he became officially became a Democrat, but he, 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 um, let his, his let it be known that his he was throwing his support to Democratic candidates like Barack Obama, like Hillary Clinton, even though he didn't he personally didn't like her. You know, he right. said his he her husband was okay. You know, but he was fed up with the Republican Party. But he was an exceptional. Exceptional man. I, I think Tim Scott is a good person. He's decent. He's well-meaning, but I don't think uh, he's got the the gravitas to pursue the presidency. I think he was out of his league, and this is not the time for him. There are other questions about, um, you know, what what his experience is. I mean, then again, what is the experience of a lot of these senators who've run? But then, but on the other hand, some of them are more. I think they're more astute. Uh, and they've served on on bigger uh, committees, and they're you know they're they're out there in the public. You know, if a Ted Cruz wanted to run, I mean, you may think you may disagree all over the board with Ted uh, with Ted Cruz, and and and, and you know, bring up his you know his his uh, Mexican vacation. Where did they go? They went during uh, the Cancun. You know, did they go to
0: Cancun? The, did, right,
1: yeah. and he was in you know it, out in the open at the airport, no, no less. You Jeez. know. Um, <laughs> pulling his little suitcase <laughs> to get out of Texas. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the, the imagery is bad. The the, know, the the visuals are the optics are horrible. But you know, he's got, you know, he's he's, he's a brain. I mean, he's a, the guy is very smart. Even if you think he's, you know, he's way off center somewhere. Uh, he's he's you know he's he's well known, well spoken, very intelligent, very smart. I think Dershowitz said that he was his smartest student at Harvard Law. So this, you know, the guy has, you know, the brains definitely. I don't think Tim Scott is in the right place. I don't think this is for him. Maybe in a cabinet position, perhaps. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody can't be president. Everybody, you know, not that we've had such geniuses as president. I mean, I can, Uh, we've got a couple of knuckleheads as president. (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) I I, I mean, current... Current company and uh, uh, in, in involved there too. I mean, Biden is, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you know how many IQ tests he's going to burst through. You know, he's not going to challenge. Yeah. You know, the uh, the Bidens, uh, not to be confused with the Einsteins, but uh, but again, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, Jill Biden is actually, you know, she's the brains in the family, and I, I don't know if Biden, you know, like if it's if it's uh, fair to say Biden's dumb or whatever. I think. Uh, the, the days have caught up to him. The years have caught up to Joe Biden. Frank McKay here, Melissa Uh Please go there and check it out, Frank McKay, with Melissa I tell jurin our host each and every week. Uh, but getting back to Tim Scott, I just feel like, uh, you know, there's, there's an old expression, and I think Saturday Night Live made it famous. Uh, they're not ready for primetime players. Uh, I think Tim Scott is just not ready for primetime. Uh, he may never be. Right, but he's certainly not ready right now.
1: No, I, I I agree, and I I think he saw the writing on the wall, or he had an epiphany, and he you know he had a revelation, you know, in a, a a he received some kind of of message from above. You know, this isn't going anywhere. I may have been on the stage, but I I can't compete with a you know, a Nikki Haley. Well, forget about Swami. That's what I call him. Yeah, I've got about, I've got other things to say about him. I don't yeah. care about. He may have an IQ. He may have a. He may have made, built himself up from the ground, you know, below and meant to a CEO, but that doesn't mean he's got, he, he belongs anywhere near governing because I think his, his opinions are either stupid or outright outrageous. And yeah. I think, uh, you know, he's an example of someone with an IQ who really doesn't know anything, but, you know, that's a matter for another day. But um, I just think that that Tim Scott realized this, is, this isn't going to go anywhere. And people have said, you know, what, you know, he's, He's a nice guy, but what can he do? What is his, what is his platform? And I, I didn't get the impression that he would—he really had that kind of platform, that kind of mission statement to run on.
0: I, I also don't think Tim Scott has a killer instinct. You know what I mean? He—he do, he just doesn't look like—he doesn't look like the 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 guy that's going to grab the bull by the horns. And, and you got to give him credit, you know, for for taking it this far. Uh, he's put himself on the map. And that's what they want to do sometimes. Is they just want to put themselves on the map, and um, you know he's just not ready. Uh, I don't know how old he is, but um, I mean, is he going to ever be ready? Is I think uh, he's in his
1: fifties, early fifties? All right, so he's got time,
0: right? He's got some time. He's
1: never been married.
0: Oh, uh, that's what well, that's that's different, you know. And again, yeah. uh, I'm not passing judgment, but uh, you know, again, Republican Party, never been married. You know, I know this isn't the fifties, but. Um, I don't know. Do we do we know anybody who's been embraced by the Republican oh, Lindsey Graham I guess has never been married.
1: Yes, that's another one with questionable <laughs> questionable history.
0: Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, again, God bless him. Whatever he, you know, whatever his his uh his feelings are or whatever, but I I don't know. I don't know deep down inside if the religious right and and that's a big part of the Republican base. I don't know that the religious right is um uh, is the type to say, "Yeah, never been married. That's okay with us. Who cares what is? Belie-? You know, you know what I mean. I think like they want, they want somebody who's cookie cutter. They want somebody who's yeah. been married. Uh, they'll go with Trump, who's been married three times. You know, three <laughs> married and divorced twice, uh, yeah. but married three times. I think they'll go with that um, because Trump's a unique situation. Ronald Reagan was divorced or whatever. But I think the Republican Party base from the uh, from the Republican right. A conservative, right? Uh, they want their candidates married.
1: Yes, they want them to, lead to to at least show to give the the image of uh, of a presentable life. You know, even if they're 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 in a you know a sham marriage, at least you know have some a spouse show up. Yeah,
0: they, want, they want a beard. A kid. They want a beard. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's uh, you, know, I, that, um, you know I'm surprised that you uh, know I'm surprised that that anybody gets that far without. That being somewhat cookie cutter, Frank McKay. Here with Melissa, I tell Jaron once again. And you know, when you w- when you think about it, I remember. And, and again, this is how far we've come as a country. Back in the fifties, when Adley Stevenson ran, and that was before our time. That's uh, that's for sure. But he ran against Eisenhower, and mm-hmm. I think twice. Right, he ran against Eisenhower twice. Yes. But uh, yes. he was divorced, and they the Republicans used to say. Uh, or people—not even Republicans. Some Democrats would say, "Mid, you know, the 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 kind of the family type uh, people, married kids, whatever." They'd say, "You know, if he can't keep his own family together, how is he going to keep the country together?" You know, and things like that. And it would be really, you know, like a judgmental approach to to Adley Stevenson. And um, you know, they just didn't. And, of course, Ike was popular and Ike was the hero and Ike was, you know, all of these things. But Adlai Stevenson, that was a big blow on him is that he was, you know, and by the way, the next Democrat that came up was John F. Kennedy. And he was married and he, he looked like Camelot. But, man, he had women in and out of famous women and, you know, in and out of that place.
1: Yeah, and they were able to, but back then the press was very discreet. They looked the other way. Everybody knew what was going on, but they didn't, you know. Can you imagine if they had, had uh, social media uh, back in 1960? Oh,
0: <laughs> oh, forget it. Forget it. It would be you know, paparazzi even. Paparazzi wasn't what it is now.
1: No, no. They were there, but not not to the extent that they are, you know, that they have been in, 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 you know, in the last, uh, you know, 40, 30, 40 years. Also, don't forget going back to Adelaide Stevenson. Uh, he was he was called an egghead because he was Harvard educated. He came up from a very intelligent, um, uh, erudite family, and he used big words. and He was an e- eloquent speaker, but he did not appeal to the common man. No, and, um, he did not. Ma- and he knew what he was talking about, but he did not appeal to the you know the, the regular voter.
0: Yeah, it, no, you're you're absolutely right. Yes, yeah, Stevenson was a whole different. Uh, he was somebody who wasn't ready for for prime time, you know. It just it, that's that's not the type of the people the voters like. It's easy to say now in retrospect, you know, it'd be like, oh, whatever, you know. Maybe if he ran against somebody like Dewey, I mean, could he have beaten a guy like Dewey or or something like that, you know? in um, in a different dynamic. And I just used Dewey because he was the he was, the, you know, he lost to uh, to Truman, and um, and he was the Republican um, that. Uh, that preceded Ike and whatever, or Nixon. I mean, could could he have beaten a Nixon in the 50s? I mean, Nixon. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, Adley Stevenson. I, I mean, y- you're just not going to beat Ike. You know, I like Ike. That yeah. was the uh, that was the thing. That was as simple as you can get. I like Ike. It's true they liked Ike. I mean, Ike was a yeah. He was a likable guy, a and he was an intelligent guy, and he was a leader, and you know, he won the war, didn't he? Uh, you know, like that's you know that right. it, he
1: was he was he commanded the European theater. Uh, he you know he was he was there. For, you know, when you, when you think of D J, you think of Eisenhower. You know, so and Eisenhower wasn't considered a brain. Back no,
0: then. definitely not. also he had he had a uh, you know kind of a well-known affair right i forget what his secretary
1: uh she's actually his driver
0: driver yeah wow yeah
1: yeah she was english
0: wow that's interesting yeah
1: i think the wife i think Mamie Mamie. knew Mamie knew what was going on um she had i think she had an inkling of what was going on between her husband and this english driver
0: yeah you know it was it was proven afterwards in letters, you know, like a lot of letters came, came forth, right? You know, like uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, that ended up and it was like love letters type uh, to, uh, to I, I mean, it's the equivalent of, of videotape now, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But there were uh, confirmed letters. I think that kind of uh, that confirmed that there was a uh, there was a sexual relationship be- between the, uh, the two. But again, it didn't matter. Nobody, nobody talked about it. Don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. I know that was a different context, but, yeah. but, l- but let me. She did write yep. a book. I'm sorry to. Interrupt. Yeah, she no, please. What was the book? Kay what was her name?
1: What was the name? Her name was Kay Summersby. She wrote the book of her autobiography. It came out just before she died, and I think Mamie Eisenhower was still very much alive when this book came out.
0: And what, was it a, a tell or tell Was it a kiss-and-tell? Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, sure, it was.
0: No yeah. kidding. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so there we go. And and she said, I love Dyke, or did she... Or was he, she married?
1: Something developed between us, and, you know, <laughs> it was yeah. very embarrassing, I'm sure, from, for the Eisenhower family.
0: Yeah. Wow. How about that? Yeah. It, you know what? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Case Huthersby. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I remember... Yeah. I never... I never focused too much on what was in the book, but that's right. I did know that she wrote a book. Did she uh, cash in on it, or do you, uh, did she make a lot of money?
1: I I don't know how well the book sold, but it made a splash, you know. But she died shortly after it came out. She was very ill. She had cancer.
0: It set a historic record. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. She was. She married. You know, she, I think she was married, or she she married after that. She married a few times. And she was his driver. She, of course, she was the you know the younger, attractive woman. And uh, you know, Mamie was at home, uh, you know, raising her her sons, or they were maybe they were adults by then. But Mamie was you know keeping the home. You know, she was minding the home front, being the dutiful wife.
0: Now, uh, David Eisenhower was uh, was Ike's son, right? Um, mm-hmm. And he married uh, Trish Nixon.
1: Oh, actually, the grandson. David Eisenhower was the grandson
0: grandson, right? So, Trisha Nixon. No, he,
1: she mar he married uh, Julie.
0: Julie Nixon. Julie Nixon, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, Ed Cox married, uh, married Trish Nixon, right? Uh, he's the mm-hmm. Republican chair. I know him. Uh, well, and I know the son, uh, you know, Richard Nixon's grandson, Chris Cox. Yeah. Uh, great people, by the way. The Cox people are very, very nice. And, um, uh, you know, the family is very nice. That was the, uh, Ed Cox was married to, uh, to Tricia Nixon, I guess, and Trisha Nixon's son is uh, is is Chris Cox, and he ran for right. Congress right. out here right. and uh, lost in a primary to a guy named Randy Altshula. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Melissa place to go. Check uh, check it out. Check out the two documentaries there on Melissa. Frank McKay here once again with Melissa Itel-Jorn. Um If uh, if you think about it, there's a lot of lot of different history here uh nixon if, uh, if if you think about nixon he ha- had everything and again uh, he would he would get crushed in in a year like you know 2024 i mean nixon is not um it, it does not have what it takes to uh to get elected in modern day maybe maybe it's just easy to say knowing what happened but nixon back then was uh was stiff and conservative and he talked about, um, you know, a good uh, Republican uh, a cloth jacket that, uh, that his wife Pat had and, uh, and all. And, and Richard Nixon was, uh, you know, considered a villain because of Watergate and his paranoia and all these different things in the war, everything else. But I'll tell you one thing, and I, I think I've said this before. I remember when uh, Pat Nixon was dying. Um, I was watching CNN during that uh, that that process and there were reporters, female reporters that um, you could tell didn't like Richard Nixon. You could tell they were kind of like Hillary people, you know, they were uh, or whatever you, you, that was. They were they were Democrats um, and they were liberal and they were that. But uh, I remember one of them saying that uh, that they're, they're they don't, they don't have round the clock servants at, what was it, Cl- Sam Clemente? Was that their uh, estate? Um, uh,
1: well, I think they lived, at one time they lived in New Jersey, maybe, they, I'm not sure. Maybe, or Manhattan, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: but this was California, I think. When oh, when okay. she died, did she die in yeah. California? But think, re- yeah,
1: She was, was she buried? She wasn't buried in California, was she?
0: Um, that I'm not sure. Uh, I, yeah, I would yeah, I wonder. But anyway, but uh, Pat Nixon, um, who was, uh, you know, was a very devoted, unbelievably devoted wife. In fact, I don't think we ever hear about affairs with Richard Nixon, right? We don't hear about... Um, I
1: don't think so. He had some questionable friends, like B.B. Raboza, who seemed to finance all his little uh, adventures.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's interesting. But here, here's the one thing that they said that stood out to me, that um, Pat Nixon was bedridden and she was uh, completely 100% bedridden and they only had a nurse um 16 hours a day you know like uh, which you know is whatever but they didn't have one 24 hours they they decided not to and she said what this means is that the two-time elected uh president the two-time elected vice president uh the man who uh, uh you know went to to red china um but the uh this this very powerful very um, you know, paranoid man was cleaning his his wife's bedpans. And it stood out to me when they said that. And I said, you know, that's a that's a devoted husband. And, you know, I'd like to think that, hey, that's that's us. If my wife was sick, I'm going to be there for her or whatever. Of but course, yeah. yeah, but just think about that. And at the same time, Bill Clinton was there. And I thought about this. And again, I know where we started with Tim Scott and we kind of got here. But it's it, it's something I I remember saying to somebody, who was uh, very much a Bill Clinton fan, and Bill Pl- Clinton, uh, it came out that he had a twelve year affair with Jennifer Flowers, and by the way, twelve year affair, if that if that's yeah. accurate, I mean most marriages in in America don't last twelve twelve years, or many marriages in America don't last twelve years. A twelve year affair is a serious wow. serious thing. But the if you asked women, who 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 do you like? Um, You know, Bill Clinton or Richard Nixon. I mean, it would be through the roof for Bill Clinton. But if you asked somebody, who would you want your daughter to marry, Bill Clinton or Richard Nixon, I got news for you. I mean, Richard Nixon uh, wins hands down in it.
1: Really? Well, by the way, um, uh, Hillary, who I'm I'm sure knew about Jennifer Flower No
0: doubt. No doubt.
1: Called her a... um, at the, and during the sixty Minutes interview, called her a friend of the family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of friends of the family. I I I don't I I don't think they're quite the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh,
1: she's a friend of the family. Yeah, a real family.
0: good friend of the family. I've known My her God. A long time. Yeah. Wow. But you know, you're, yeah, <laughs> you're not kidding. Yeah, I mean, she was. Look, Hillary Clinton was on point. And yeah. I I don't know if you watched the Sopranos, but there was a. There was a—I mean, I—I love the whole series, right, *Sopranos*? Oh, but yeah. there was—there um, mm-hmm. was a moment where all of these—the uh, women, the, the wives of the um, uh, of the mobsters—were all sitting around and they were talking, and then Hillary Clinton's name came up, and one of the yeah. characters, you know, the wives, said, "Oh, I hate her," and then somebody said, "I don't know," look, and she said, "What to sit there and be humiliated." Like that. Now, keep in mind, all of these women were dealing with uh, with Kumars, you know, which, you know, the girlfriends, uh, you know, like we're talking about in the show. Right. Uh, And and the one woman says, I don't know. Think about it. She put up with his crap. She And I'm paraphrasing. She put up with his crap. She did her thing. She stood there and now she's got her own thing going, meaning that she's, you know, she's running for she's running for Senate now. Uh, I don't know that. I, I don't know that she's so dumb and I don't know that we should dismiss her or whatever and then I think Carmelo uh Carmela uh, Tony Soprano's wife said something like you know you you may be right and it was like a real point that they made there that uh, that yeah she put up with the thing but you know like she's she set herself up to do whatever and by the way uh Hillary Clinton lover or hate hater and a lot of people hate her right um guess what you uh um I, you know look at somebody who came She came closer than any woman to to becoming president of the United States. So the thing is, like, I think when she's saying on 60 Minutes, uh, oh, a friend of the family, she's thinking, I don't give a damn what he does. Just we need to get elected. We need to, you know, we we need to get this going because I've got my own plans, you know. And she, Mm -hmm. you know, she led with ambition is what she she led with. And, uh, uh, you know, there used to be, you know, like, uh, anyway uh, but your your thoughts on on all of that right this is a this is a whole different game. you gotta want this badly you got to want you have to put up with crap um, that you wouldn't believe you got to put up with your husband doing this and on on uh, national TV you gotta uh, put up with you being under a, a spotlight your kids being under a yeah. spotlight yeah. everything but your thoughts on all of what I'm just saying here.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, there are women who put up with this. They know about it, but they they preserve the marriage for the sake of the children, for the sake of their own, uh, you know, was, I guess their own stability. They and like and Hillary was. I, I saw in the um, they, you know there was a uh, an FX um, maybe you heard the FX miniseries on the Monica Lewinsky drama.
0: Yeah, I didn't um, hear much about it though. What was it like?
1: Well, it reenacted Monica Lewinsky and and uh, you know how she. Fell into <laughs> how she fell into this whole situation with with, with Clinton and yeah. and uh, and and how uh, her friend uh, uh, what was her name Trip Linda Tripp. Linda Trip Linda Trip yeah, fooled her used her um, uh, and and then sold her out you know and, 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 and uh, I think I think Monica Lewinsky helped produce it I thought it was very well done. Uh, there were some criticisms on, on the way Linda Tripp was portrayed. She's gone now; she passed away some years, uh, not too long ago, maybe three or four years ago. Uh, she, and and uh, uh, Sarah Paulson wore prosthetics to look like you, you know Linda Tripp before she had the plastic surgery. You know, heavy and yeah. you know, not very attractive looking. And Linda Tripp was a disgruntled, you know, public servant who uh, had connections with you know, worked in various places, the White House, the Defense Department, and. And uh, she, I, I, she wasn't crazy about the Clintons, and and then she got a transfer to the Defense Department, and I think she she met Linda. Um, she met rather she met Monica. Um, Monica. Monica was a young girl who was, you know, awe-stricken and and uh, and I guess um, you know naive Smitten. about a lot of things. Smitten. And got and got the internship at the at the White House, and 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 she needed somebody to talk to, and Linda tra- kind of, you know. She, she got at her and said oh you can tell me anything yeah, <laughs> yeah. and she and meanwhile uh, Linda Tripp was uh, um, uh, was getting friendly with this publisher um, her name uh, last name is Goldstein I think she's also passed away and and she secretly taped uh, Monica and Monica didn't know she trusted this woman and she, she ended up being sold under the you know sold under the bridge
0: yeah so, she um, was uh, amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, but Hillary was shown, you know, fighting with with Clinton after he, you know, she discovered the truth after this became public, and she, I think she also threw a lamp at him. So, you know, it's <laughs> funny. Oh, and, you know, in the Priscilla movie, there's a Priscilla, there's a movie that Sofia Coppola made about Priscilla Presley and uh, her autobiography, her memoir. Yeah. that was published in the 80s. And, and there's one scene, everybody's talking about it, where the the, the guy who plays Elvis, uh, who's this Australian actor who's too really too tall, but there's a reason why she she chose him, to show how domineering Elvis was. And in one scene, Elvis lost his temper with Priscilla, who was, I don't even know if she was 20, and he threw a chair at her. Well, and, and Hillary threw a lamp at yeah. Bill, and that wasn't <laughs> the first time she threw a lamp. She, she threw lamps in the White House. She threw a lot of furniture at Bill. So, (laughs) but Hillary was smart and said, you know what? I'm going to, it's going to be my turn. I'm going to use this. I'm going to stay in this stupid marriage with you. You know, I put a lot of time and effort into us. Well, guess what? Now you're going to pay because you're going to put, you're going to put, you're going to put your time and effort into getting me where I want to go, you know? So Did she actually say
0: that in the movie?
1: Yeah. She said, well, I don't know how true this is. Right. I don't know where they got the source, you know, the source material. She said, you know, I, I've, I've all this time I've been investing in us, not me, us, you to go to the White House, you, not me. Well, now it's the tables are turned, and you know, and and, and he was afraid that she was going to divorce him, and, and he was begging her, please, please, if I, I didn't do anything, I was tricked, please, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know what? Uh, again, Melissa, I tell John. everyone for the documentaries. Frank McKay here with Melissa. Um, one of, the, one of the things that stands out uh, there is how unbelievably supportive women were of, of the Clinton presidency. You know, it's just like, unbelievably uh, over Bush. And uh, actually, Bush, uh, Bush turned out to be a little naughty himself. You know, I was talking about George Herbert Walker Bush. Uh, Dole, I don't know. Uh, did Dole have any, you know, I, I don't know if there was any scandals that were attached to, to uh to Bob Dole and and women um i, I don't know
1: only it me that he he ditched his wife
0: his first wife right and then libby yeah
1: he, yeah he well he met her a little bit after that but he ditched his wife as soon as he started coming up in politics he ditched his wife and 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 uh, i guess you know she went to raise the daughter herself uh and that was you know and he he found love with Elizabeth uh I forget what her maiden name was. With Elizabeth Dole, who was uh, a—I think she was uh, a—she was on his staff. She was a new, new graduate from Harvard Law School, which was a big deal for a woman at at that time, fifty years ago. And you know, I think he he may have been divorced or he was separating from his wife when he met Elizabeth Dole. But I I think he, as soon as he was coming up in the world, he got too big for her, you know, small town girl. And he, he decided, well, you know, there's a
0: there's a whole other world out there, as you we know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to know something? Uh, Bob Dole, Bob Dole's counterpart was, uh, uh, was Newt Gingrich, and he has the most horrendous story like that. And, again, I don't know what's hype and what's not hype, but while his wife, mother of his children, was, uh, was just diagnosed with cancer, um, mm-hmm. he served her. Now, I don't know if this is just hype. I don't know if you've heard this before, uh, but he served her with, uh, with divorce papers while she was in the hospital right after getting the cancer diagnosis. And again, he was the Speaker of the House when, yes, when Dole was the uh, Senate Majority Leader. And mm-hmm. what he is reported to have said, and I don't know in what context, I mean, any context is terrible, but that you're not young enough and pretty enough to be a president's wife. Have you ever heard that?
1: That I didn't know. I I heard about serving her with papers while she was in the hospital, and she was, you know, in a dire, with a dire diagnosis. I thought that was so heartless, so cruel. And, no, I didn't know he he actually said that to her. Yeah.
0: That's
1: that's unconscionable. That's unforgivable.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's it's absolutely amazing and I I, I have Newt Gingrich on the show my show I don't know like five or six times I've had him he's a very intelligent guy uh, very intelligent man but one of the things uh, you, you gotta uh, you gotta wonder you know he would have liked to have been president but um, you know like uh, it, you know people talk about uh, family values and, and all these things like that I mean like you know some of these guys that talk about family values have absolutely none and I'm not trying to throw stones at, uh, at anyone or whatever but um, it's, just, it's kind of interesting. Richard Nixon, out of all the people that we've talked about, was the most committed husband that I could think of out of all the men that we have mentioned here. Amazing. Yeah, Richard Nixon. And he would, be, he would probably be the least popular among yeah. women. And, you know, for different reasons. I know social reasons and reproductive rights and, and so forth and everything else there. But Richard Nixon... To, to women uh, is, is, you know, is like terrible. Uh, Bill Clinton, I think something like 60 at one election, didn't 68 percent of the women vote for him or something like that? 60. I, I don't know what it was, but, um, you know, it kind of told the world in 1992 that, you know, well, I guess we really don't care about the, the cheating thing that much. We don't care. You know, we like Clinton. We like what he stands for for women. Um, and and we'll look the other way on the Jennifer Flowers, but listen, a twelve-year affair. And again, I'm I'm not passing judgment. I'm just making I'm just making an observation that um, that it goes out the window when when it becomes when you get down to these popularity contests. Um, you know, a lot of things go out the window, and and, and quite frankly, uh, uh, it's very very hard to judge what the American public will accept or who the American public will accept. As a uh, as a potential candidate, uh, as of this point, a guy like Tim Scott doesn't doesn't make it. Uh, let, let's get back to Tim Scott for a second, right? So Tim Scott leaves. Who does that open the door for? Uh, is it is it Nikki Haley? Do whatever people were supporting Tim Scott do they go to Nikki Haley? Are they distributed to other people? Do any of those people go back to to Trump? Um, what what happens, what's the after effect, ultimately? Uh, what do you think the after effect would be of Tim Scott leaving?
1: Well, it, it just, you know, it narrows the field. You know, instead of having, you know, 15, 20 of them on, on, you know, on the stage, you have now, um, what do you have? You have uh, three left. You have Haley. Uh, don't forget about um, our friend Chris Christie. And Swarmy. Oh, that's another one. Um, The others, I forgot about them. Doug Bergen, Bertrand
0: Bergen. Yeah, I forgot about him too. Swami's, I'm not a big Swami fan, by the way.
1: Yeah, I am. I've got a lot of issues with that guy. No doubt. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people share my view. He's got to leave. He needs to leave. He's a waste of time. He adds nothing to the party. Not only is he arrogant, he's also very stupid. And he's also very, uh, he comes across as very. Um, antagonistic, obstinate, and also very ill-informed. And uh, his, his, take, his take on foreign policy uh, reminds me. It echoes uh, the n- 1938 when we had plenty of isolationists.
0: America first.
1: Yes, and they said, oh, don't worry about what's going on with the Nazis, the Japanese. We have two oceans, and that's the stupidest thing. They didn't care about people getting murdered. They didn't think, hey, maybe it's going to come to us. You know, it's, uh, we we can't leave Britain alone. Britain's the only country standing that that's that's fighting against uh, that's barely surviving. And what if they attack us? They didn't. They was in, and they didn't care for anyone. It's a very and also another thing with with Swarmy. He sounds anti-Semitic to me. He said, "Yeah, I support Israel. Sure, I do, but I don't think we have to help them. We don't have to worry about Ukraine. It's not our, you know." He's just he just he's one of these people who doesn't shut up who knows nothing and really needs to, to just be kicked off the stage. Uh, and, and he doesn't belong there. And then, you know, then again, you know what? Trump shouldn't be allowed to run with his 95, 91 con, um, con, um, con, uh, con, um, legal problems. Yeah. His, uh, indictments. He shouldn't be allowed up there. I mean, who are, I know it's the likelihood of his being in, um, indicted, of being convicted. Incarcerated, by, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it could happen. But being president, you know, it's like having a bulletproof vest, in his case anyway. But what does that tell you about us? And then, now, he's been saying some very incendiary things about, I'm going to get rid of the vermin. uh, I mean, at at his rallies.
0: I mean, vermin is is a word Nazis used.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that scares me. His rhetoric scares the hell out of me. He also... Is talking about getting his uh, uh, opponents yeah, like weaponizing the FBI to get oh uh, to get the people. You heard that, right?
1: I heard mostly the Berman part. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I, I mean, do you think Trump is going down in popularity, up in popularity, staying the same? He's
1: still got a grip on the party. I mean, at at this point, now I can't foretell the future. I'm mean, none of us can. We can speculate, but you know, uh, uh, we don't know how. Future really holds for biden biden was the one whose, whose poll numbers but this uh, i think a few couple of weeks ago were really down in the dumps it showed you know trump you know cr- crushing him but uh i just can't see i mean it, well then again you know what back in the 30s 33 hitler was duly elected yep people weren't that deaf dumb and blind i don't think
0: yeah crazy it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what ultimately is going to happen with Trump. I, I don't believe that Trump is going to win a general election. And, and again, you could look at numbers and you could look at whatever, but you got to look at the states. You got to look at the Electoral College. And um, it's it just I, I don't know. There's certain states that that I just don't think you can. But again, I, things could completely change. Uh, they used to call it pocketbook voting. And I know they don't use that term anymore, but pocketbook voting is basically like, am I better off now than I was four years ago? And some people might say, you know what? I think Trump's terrible with this and he's terrible with that, but he'll be better for the economy than Joe Biden. And the economy was better. And until COVID hit, Trump was uh, was doing very well with the economy. So I think people could vote that way. It's just that I, I also think, that people that have never even thought about voting are going to come out of the woodwork, and those hidden millennials, those those, uh, and, and again, they don't vote. They they haven't voted yet, really. I mean, and on mass, they haven't voted yet. But that hidden majority that's there is, um, I think, if Trump runs, you're going to see people flock to the polls to vote against him, and just on personal issues and whatever. I mean, do you do you agree with that?
1: Um I would imagine, you know, that when people are in the in the privacy of their little voting, uh, you know, their little, you know, voting machine, that when it comes down to it, uh, they're they're going to vote their conscience. They're not going to say, "Oh, yeah, Trump, whatever." You know, I'm fed up with Biden. I mean, they, I mean the base will, but I think people who are, uh, you know, who are on the on uh, you know, they're on the you know, they're on the uh, fence. They're going to say, I can't. The guy with 91, you
0: know... Indictments or whatever.
1: Indictments, um, baggage like that, uh, who with, with, with said, called people, called people vermin. Uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't. They're going to have... If he come, gets in, it's going to be a repeat of, of 2017 through 2020. Uh, can we really live through that again? You know, I hopefully people will do that. Usually they do. They say one thing and then they, they do something else.
0: Yeah, I think... I think there is a. Um, uh, let's. Uh, there's a lot of time left. Um, you know, 2024 is right around the corner, and things are gonna uh, gonna start rapidly happening. But um, we're a long way away. But I, I, just at this point, I can't see Trump losing the Republican nomination. The only only way is somehow the 14th Amendment, and that would take a whole show to talk about the 14th Amendment and how that could keep him out. Um, but right now. Uh, I don't see if he's allowed to run I don't see Trump losing the Republican nomination I could see him losing the the general election I just don't see him losing the Republican uh, nomination I think he's gonna be there if all things kind of stay the way they are it's amazing to me but his numbers don't seem to be moving a final thought on on any of this Tim Scott Trump um, what what's the next shoe to, How about this let's end with this what's the next shooter to drop who's leaving next Swami? I
1: hope it's swarmy. I hope it's Swamy. Me too.
0: I can't stand him. And I think he's anti Semitic too.
1: Yeah. He is, he is. And he's a he's a loud mouth and he's a know nothing and he's he's an isolationist. And he, he's maybe he's a reincarnation of somebody from nineteen thirty eight. Yeah. Um and also Chris Christie. What is Chris Christie's purpose? Just to you know, remind everyone he's the biggest Trump hater on you know, on the block? I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, he might he might be helpful to somebody in there just cuz he's willing to he's willing to trash Trump and yeah. you know he's bringing up things that some of the others won't so there there are probably a lot of anti-Trump people that want him in there
1: That's possible because I think even though Nikki Haley has said senate said the, on the at the debate you know Trump was good for for 2016 but he's not right for now she didn't say she wouldn't support him and DeSantis DeSantis and Trump don't like each other but You know, it's between DeSantis and and Haley for the number two spot. Yeah. And I don't know if that's going to really make a difference because um, I don't think they can take down Trump. No,
0: neither one of them look like they have any chance.
1: No. And Trump is is not going to—I don't think he's going to consider either one. Well, DeSantis wouldn't bow down to a number two position. I don't think he he would consider Nikki Haley. I think he's he's gotten very cozy with Tucker Carlson lately. I don't know if Tucker Carlson would be an appropriate— Vice presidential candidate, other than their their shared rhetoric. <laughs> who,
0: who who are you saying is getting close to uh, Trump? No, Trump
1: and Tucker Carlson.
0: Yeah, well, that would be something. Yeah, Tucker Carlson is a is popular among, but he's very, very extreme, very extreme guy.
1: Yes, yes, better spoken. Yes, but yeah. I don't know. That's this, this is very bizarre.
0: It's a long way away. Uh, we'll have this conversation again, I know, but uh, Melissa, great job as always and and as always, we thank everyone for listening.:
1: We sure do and and we, we think of you and we're very grateful for having you and you know just take care of yourselves and we'll get through this turbulent time together.
0: Yes, no doubt about it. Frank McKay' signing off We'll see you all next time on the Melissa I tell John show